Peasantry and subjects of the crown, gather your ears and eyes and all the rest of it, for a royal decree now reaches the horizon. It is my fine privilege as the royal crier to announce the supreme mandate of the monarch, not only as head of state, but also as an entire parliament of her own bloody class. The ascendancy of true blood has renewed the state with vigor, and assuredly all the lads are clapping about it back at the pub. Democracy can shove off as far as we're concerned. May bollocks be given to it from the highest mountain to the lowest jail. Bollocks of the first degree. As first order of business, Her Majesty declares war on France, as it's just a matter of habit by this point, and it only seems right to stretch the legs and so on. In addition, the post will be carried out by men on horses, simply for the feel of it, and in complete disregard for the horses, who really thought we were past that point. The middle class will be henceforth known as the unmentionables. They will carry heavy palanquins hither and yon, and none will be mentioned of it as a matter as unmentionable. I was also informed to relay the message in working class language, and will begin doing so this instant. Oi! What's that then? Lager football. This concludes the royal decree. God save the queen, Buckinghamshire, and so forth. That was pretty good. That's why they call me One Take Patek. It's all it takes to reach your pleasure zones with my perfect English accents. Uh... Guys, that was this week's Dystopia of the Week. Thanks for tuning back in. It's Left Jest, baby. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Patak, and I'm here with Anders Lee. Anders Lee here. Oh, boom. Give them what they want. We got a whopper of an episode for you this time, my my sweet my sweet boys and girls. I'd say it's more of a Big Mac. Oh, oh yeah, like a whopper to a Big Mac? Well... Big Mac is... I'm going to really... We're not going to do this. Please don't include the ref in there. No, it's it's included. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we're not an editing podcast because <laughs> I do the editing and I am bad at it. Uh, we have on a very special guest uh, who lives in my basement. You're going to love him. Uh, he is a comedian of the highest order and uh, it's a special episode. We watch a full movie. Uh, so you don't have to. Anders, any 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 spoilers we should we should throw out here because it's a whopper or Big Mac, as the French would say. This episode is a real royale with cheese. That's true. International fans, keep tuning in. All right, fellas, I don't think there's much more to say than that. Let's hit the gas. Please edit out all of that. Thank you. Hell yeah.
left just. Uh, we're on Capus here at Punk Alley. Late night. This is a late left night chest. episode. Uh, may, we're don't, we don't know when it's going to be released, but just so the audience knows, this is a uh, kind of a mood lighting, uh, 11 p.m. in we're, Punk Alley. We're the only people here. We're actually using the Punk Alley hot tub, and we are all sipping out of a coconut. <laughs> Yeah, the the Uh, rust-covered metal stud and spike-encrusted Punk Alley hot tub. It's pretty, you know, you wouldn't even expect them to have one, so you take what (laughs) you can get. We're here with... uh, I think this is made out of PBR cans. (laughs) It's an engineering feat, which our our guest knows something about. We are here with uh, my roommate and partner in crime, uh, fellow comedian, Comedic engineer, Andy Palmer. Andy, Andy, say something for the folks at home. Well, my my penis has been impaled on a rusty nail in this punk alley hot tub. Mm -hmm. Um... Should have left that in there. Should have left it in the pants. Nope. Nope. You're That's still not gonna, how I do you're punk You're still going to do the podcast, though, right? It's, you um, can still do the podcast. You're not going to want to go to the hospital? No, no. Okay, I good. find it very alternative, and uh, that inspires me. You're, so through the course of this thing, you're discovering what you like about your own body? Yes. Okay, and good. And how I want to modify Look it. Look at the lack sure. of panic. The sheer calm that's descended over Andy as his male phallus is impaled onto our hot tub. This is part of the Zen rock and roll attitude Left Jess is known for. We uh, emit this kind of uh, calm. Some hot serene. tubs have bubble jets. Left Jest Just jets. Jest. Did I just spare the lead on that? I'm also on my uh, eighth Coca Rita. Uh, it's coconut margarita, so I'm not really feeling Can't anything. Feel it. Got a coca rita dick. Yeah. Well, this actually leads right into the episode. So. Uh, yeah. This I'm surprised. Who else think? Who else is in hot tubs with coca rita dick in positions of power? And that's where you stumble on to the subject of our very special movie episode about HBO's the special relationship between Bill Clinton and. UK Prime Minister of 1997, Tony Blair? He, yeah, he was elected in 97. A I fine year. A year for discourse. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, now this can I can I like explain the premise of the movie and then we will get into the juicy parts because yeah. the premise takes some like wrapping your mind uh-huh. around. <laughs> so, uh Take Tony Blair, who most of us mostly just know for entering Iraq. Uh the movie revolves around him as the main character as he lustily eyes Bill Clinton over half a decade. Uh, they go through ups and downs. There's not exactly like a plot per se. It's just like how Tony wants to fuck Bill and is farther or closer to it <laughs> over a very long period of time. Uh and we should mention this came out on HBO Films, so this didn't get released in theaters. Yeah, that's why your neighbors haven't seen it yet. <laughs> right. I want like what would it be like if they tried to make this a summer blockbuster? If it was a blockbuster? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, there what... are no explosions or plot, so <laughs> they're actually they have footage of uh, Bosnia. Yeah. So what I'm saying if they went full out behind enemy lines with it, and they had. Will Smith Tony playing and both Bill. roles. Yeah, Will Smith in white face, and to, just showing off 
not only he, he's, he's he can play a white person, he can play a British white person and a southern white man, person. Man, I he, love you, Bill Clinton. Man, I love you, Tony Blair. That's Will Smith doing Bill Clinton. I think it could be good. That would have been a yeah. <laughs> that could have been. But like nobody is gonna watch this. Uh, I don't know who did or how they we could did. justify. We did, <laughs> but I don't know it's how the producers justified spending money on this. But uh, HBO bought it and uh, released it to their, you know, mass. Uh, their their uh, coven of succubi. Uh, <laughs> it's worth mentioning we did watch this twice because the first time we watched it we all got drunk and kind of yelled at the screen uh-huh. for a full 90 minutes and didn't take we watched it british style that's yeah. what i like to call that we treated it like a what a, we, we were, were members of, of parliament and that yeah. was the bunch of bloody hooligans on the screen and then, uh-huh. and then we rewatched it and we're like oh yeah it it really is a bad movie <laughs> <laughs> like there really is nothing going on it here turns out we didn't miss anything no <laughs> so to set the stage begins tony blair this is really his movie i would say he's like the main character he is uh going to meet bill clinton before the that. first time Bef- it's before that. all right before he comes that, to america i, I was taking that. notes the second time right. uh tony blair uh the movie begins he comes out of the airport he's like looking for his he camera. says je suis european to all of the european people when he's an up-and-coming politician and uh, uh all the all the french people and uh Various Europeans gather around him because they think for sure he will never betray them to suck Bill Clinton's dick. Uh, and uh, he gets a breakdown on why it's important to be conservative if you're a liberal. Uh, with, with a bunch of microfiche. Uh, and oh, then he yes. nods aggressively. He's brought, it, he's brought into the kind of like a literally smoke-filled room. I believe there is smoke in the room. It's like a dark, yeah. And of there's, course, there's a bunch of corn cob pipes being. There's a, yeah, it's the type of room that you see on the X Files, and it's where they bring people in and be like, "Okay, Marilyn Monroe uh, was an alien, and she actually uh, used to fuck Margaret Thatcher. After she died, she like uh, <laughs> she was actually not dead, and was like hanging out in Roswell, and just some. They show you some wacky uh, conspiracy shit, and they're showing him how to win. An election as a uh, like center left. You're tough politic. on poverty, but you're also tough on crime. Policy's only going to get you so far. If you guys are serious about putting the Labor Party back into power, above everything, you're going to need to get yourselves one of these a bona fide triple A vote winning political superstar. Uh,. The, yeah. whole, the whole movie is a really a fetishization for promising people you'll do nice things, but instead blowing other people up. It was like Aaron Sorkin fan fiction, but like based on real people. Yeah. Yeah. What well, and the interesting too came out 2010, so this is bef- a year before Occupy Wall Street. Obama had just gotten in there, and it was kind of uh, almost this return to at HBO. They were thinking, look, everyone's having a really hard time right now. The economy's in the gutter. People are being turned out of their homes. What do they want to see? How about a blue blood trying to fuck Bill Clinton for 90 full minutes? (laughs) (laughs) There's got to be a porn version of this, but I mean... uh, It almost doesn't need to be. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would not... There's no, like, real contact, but there's, like... You get all of the... 
mm-hmm. like amorousness. What is his fucking wife? What does Tony Blair's wife say to him? Like, you come back, you had Clinton hair. Sherry Blair. Yeah, what did she say? Oh, yeah. Oh, I wrote down this quote. You got a Clinton suit, Clinton hair, a Clinton girlfriend. Came back, Clinton hair, Clinton suit, everything minus the tarty girlfriends. Oh, yeah. Next you'll be having this bloody harlot on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) The harlot girlfriend. Something like that. It's a delicious uh angloism mm-hmm. and uh then you know they live in a submarine by the way their apartment like i think <laughs> i think their way of did we not people... mention that <laughs> <laughs> well they got circular windows is that a british thing to just have circular windows i'm i've never I've been seen, I'm um uh in not insidious 2 the conjuring 2 the one in england and uh it does take place in a submarine as well so i think that's just something about the island nation of england you also kind of get the impression that like in that movie i don't know if it was that way but like it it doesn't resent like the oval office doesn't resemble like the obama oval office it looks like it's just lined with gold in that movie Mm. just like i don't know if that was like just a bill clinton thing because every president decorates it their own way but there was definitely like it looked like uh like if you ever visit like a european baron's house that's now like a museum it like it definitely had that look of like we're just filling this with gold yeah you know the problem here not enough gold everywhere that's what it is <laughs> people are gonna be embarrassed no one's going on square dance we ain't gonna go with gold on the wall <laughs> Uh, with the, the moment they first meet is, what was that? Was that when he's in like the group of people, or it's anyway? Where the they, White House? Um, my favorite, one of my favorite things about the movie, the White House in the special relationship is has all kinds of foreign dignitaries. Um, I think at one point there's a Canadian Mountie, just like. Every time you see Bill Clinton, he is surrounded by a cartoonish caricature of folk. Right. <laughs> There's a woman with a pineapple on her head dancing. I believe a samurai <laughs> at one point, too. Yeah. It makes an appearance. Uh, beheading a geisha behind him. <laughs> it's just, it, but he'll be doing his own. He pays no mind to them at all. It's just like, yeah. They're what? just, what they're just waiting. <laughs> they're perplexed. Yeah, they're just, he has that. And I think, uh, it's hard to capture. I mean, number one, hard to do a Bill Clinton impression and be taken seriously. Like, I think if you got Daniel Day-Lewis and, like, you gave him the six figures and you're like, all right, you're going to do Clinton, he would, you know, come up with the best fucking thing after, like, months. Do you think that's that how they muster. get Daniel Day-Lewis laid? Because he's a method actor. <laughs> oh, man. All right, you're going to be Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Before, yeah, without that, he's not having sex. Uh, he's no, just Ralph Nader. They, like, there's a committee of getting Daniel Day-Lewis laid. <laughs> G D B G D D. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of an acronym for gangbang Daniel Day L. Mm-hmm. But that's a, I can't even conceive of one. Um, I'll drink your milkshake, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they, not, you know, he's always saying that up on his Katie, Bill Clinton. So. His Bill Clinton would still be like you hear it and you're just like. <laughs> You know, like it's not just anybody trying to seriously pull this that off. This movie is Dennis Quaid, and Dennis uh, Quaid. he does not pull it off. He has very serious dialogue done in a like silly uh, Southern boy accent that no one could take seriously. The entire uh, yeah, he's like that. Like, the, keep in mind that is Allow not my Bill Clinton clear. impression. That's my impression of Quaid's impression. I will not send any ground troops because I'm too busy that, that was my getting favorite. to the ground of these panties. <laughs> That, yeah, he, well, when they, he's like 
pretty smitten when they and oh that the the day of the meeting where uh I, I wish i could remember some of the other people he was referencing but he was saying like this is the, the we're in a new era of center left politicians this guy's coming up in this country like that like the world this is and that's you know back then the end of history the new millennium is starting this is the way history is gonna go and we have it set in stone right it's now weird. in 1997 it's not, but it's a movie, which is usually just like, oh, it's kind of like center leftism is taking place, and you're just supposed to gather that by the facts of Tony Blair and Bill Clinton. But this movie's like explicitly everyone center left, and we love it, and that's yeah. the future. It's how smart governors govern. Here's Hillary Clinton freaking out. <laughs> There's like a like a one-off line where he just casually mentions buying out Boris Yeltsin for like <laughs> approval. He's like. Yeah, we gave him like $5 billion, so he's not going to like give a shit at the UN. And it's like, oh, that's just like, that was just the attitude at the time. It's like, we defeated the communists, and now we just give them money to do what we want. <laughs> it's just sex acts in the street now. Yeah. Greenbacks will buy you whatever. <laughs> uh, what, what, one thing I was really hung up on yesterday, we talked about this. Uh, so the movie starts and uh blair really wants to get in with clinton and uh you know he kind of waits a while and then he finally comes into power and bill's like i knew you could get a little buddy uh but uh he's in bill clinton's shadow and his first thing he has to deal with in office is northern ireland is exploding <laughs> it's so much more serious than anything happening in america and they're just like oh your first little test <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do and then bill clinton somehow gets him out of it by like giving a horse voiced speech somewhere was something that occurred to me when we're watching that is like because it's northern ireland um i I don't think the idea ever came up that the u.s should do like anything you know because and i wonder if it's the same some country in the middle east is having a similar conflict as the one in northern ireland so it's like obviously we gotta at a minimum you know lob a couple cruise missiles just somewhere uh, we don't we don't necessarily. That's how need... Yemen was for a long time. Yeah, and it's like because it's in a because it's in the UK and like Western Europe, um, it the it just seems kind of absurd to even think about like the U.S. doing like it, really anything. Whenever white people are acting yeah. out of line, it's like, well, they let them drink it off, right? <laughs> Those crazy Irishmen. And then I, the movie's very vague because it wants to bring up these big political points. You could see how they affect Tony and uh, Bill's relationship. But they don't have the time to cover the complexities of what's happening. So it's just like, there's bombs going off and fuck all over there. And then it's just addressed and over. And I don't understand what happened. Like they, he got they, Bill Clinton to make a phone call. They, yeah, and then and then he ended all terrorism in Northern Ireland. Mm. You know, you know what I thought would have been like a good like revisionist history scene for that would be like right after that he's like, "Hey Tony, now that you uh, now that you uh, ended terrorism, you wanna you wanna press the button on McVeigh? You wanna <laughs> <laughs> just give him a little injection, just really kind of ceremonially." In terrorism. I uh, know you can't get away with this in your country, so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we smoked cigars with Castro. <laughs> that secret party. Do you think they do that? They just, like, foreign leaders, like, who will hang out, and be, when, like, people where they don't have the death penalty, they'll just let them, like, try <laughs> it out. Yeah, I that's think. probably a thing. 
Yeah. I mean, we can only imagine. I Written know executed top-level comedians do that, so I would assume <laughs> just kill people. The, the, the premise carries on for the heads of state. They kill a lot. Yeah. Uh, what, what was I just saying? The um, oh, at death penalty with uh, Clinton. Oh, he used to fucking kill people left and right who were just like... You serious, bro? Yeah, when he was governor of Arkansas, he would execute a lot of like mentally handicapped people <laughs> by himself uh, with like a sword. Yeah, Foster and <laughs> <laughs> right. No, yeah, there was that. There was that guy who like he 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 was involved in like a he like shot someone, but like in the process or like maybe the police shot him or something, and he had severe brain damage. And so then he was being interviewed before being executed, and he was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to vote Clinton for re-election, and also I'm going to set aside some of my last meal for later. And, like, and Bill Clinton was still like, I'm tough on crime, and, like, had him killed. Oh, Jesus Christ. And that kind of propelled him to the White House. Yeah, was that the one? <laughs> this It might have been that one or the, where it was um, quintessential Bill Clinton had another woman come out i think paula jones or somebody like that and um he is like well i gotta you know distract from this so he goes back to arkansas and kills a guy and then he that's his way of wasn't i think i'm not sure if we've talked about this on air before but the chris hedges book about the clintons wasn't the theory? hitchens yeah the Hitch, chris hitchens uh not chris hedges the chris hedges thesis that every time uh he needs to distract from a sexual deviancy he just starts a war yeah. like murders someone in public or, yeah and yeah. i mean there's something to that like sedan happened like the uh, pharmaceutical factory that he bombed was during the Lewinsky scandal mm-hmm. um and that was actually the reason ron paul I'm picturing this Loaded. as all him physically doing it. <laughs> Chopping off this guy's head with a sword. and then That's what it should be. If you're the ordering an execution as a governor, you should that have to do it yourself. That's the thing Game of Thrones got right, is when the king orders someone to death, he has to physically go over there and lop it off for the wolves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, what was I, um, with the fucking, oh, Hitchens' thesis, yeah, was that it was, he turned it into some, like, freudian thing almost where uh like that's his own that's his way of dealing with his sexuality or his like psychoses is he he his therapy is like bombing people which that might be a bit of a a leap i i mean it's not really provable one like way or the, the other uh, the author is unhinged kind of way. <laughs> trying to yeah stir some controversy i mean this is this was like Hitchens pre nine eleven, so he wasn't like totally, you oh, know, morally so he was, bankrupt. He was just on his like level, like, well, women aren't funny. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> right. Come up with an elaborate theory for my sexism. Uh huh. But it was because I was watching a uh, a documentary about it, just kind of like a very like low budget C span. They followed around him around on a book tour, and um, he was there was this writer, this liberal writer who was criticizing Hitchens for, like, going after Clinton. And she was saying, like, that he's, the reason he's going after Clinton is because he doesn't view Clinton as fully male. And so oh, he has yeah. to, like, take he's him down. He's trying to cuck Clinton. Yeah, like, even, like that weird little... that The thing that's been so prevalent now about the... The you know. uncuckable man. Yeah, and there's... He's little... going, like, you know how if you're, like, Hemingway, you don't, you know, shoot a wolf... Or like a, a, a like a small game, you got to go big game, and that's what he did. He tried to take down the elephant, right? 
Or shall I say, the donkey. Mm. Because he's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if that really carried over. I'd say I jackass, personally. Oh, but, uh, and we're alive right now. We're alive. We've already Who's alluded to someone's penis being... Jorftown. Uh, Jorftown. Thank you for tuning in, Jorftown. Fuck um, yeah, Jorftown. Yo, Jorftown. Shout out. But uh, anyway, going on iTunes. <laughs> Jorftown podcast. Um, we what was? Would it, it be cool if it was just like we were on like megaphones and a whole town <laughs> called Jorftown? <laughs> <laughs> like they just lose like their radio station. Yeah. Like they're like they need some media. They've like no. I would media. not want to be on megaphones here because we're in the back of a very dark rape alley <laughs> <laughs> where everyone else is gone. <laughs> oh boy. It's like a zombie apocalypse siren type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the film. So much left to discuss. Um, so uh, there's uh, Blair as the hero, which obviously there's Blair. Tony Blair, I don't think, is a lot of people's hero in real life. And so just putting him in that position already challenges you on such a level. It's like daring you not to watch it. Mm-hmm. Also daring you not to watch it if you're drunk and yelling with your friends. If you turn on the subtitles, they are too small. They're comically right. small subtitles. Well, well I think that's... It, it's like, who is he a hero to? And I think um, some of the people that this would have been marketed and distributed to, he's kind of heroic to them, you know, because he's a... has some... arguably some ideals deep down, but he's more... Uh, interested in the nuances of power and and manipulating them and using them in a way that um, is good that, uh, you know, according to that worldview, that is a careful politician. Right. And it's like most people aren't going to relate to that or have any interest in being this like... Unless you're an executive's fail son with an HBO password uh-huh. scamming through the deep part of their archives. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's for like that contingent of Britain where they're like, well, we don't like Thatcher, but we also don't like the poor. Right. <laughs> this boy spoke to us with his smile. Yeah, what did the, 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 yeah, the, I think the line in the smoky room scene was like, um, they think that the voters now, they, they look at Reagan and they think it's like uh, that ideology is too greedy and selfish, uh, but they don't want the tax and spend liberalism of the it's like what is that that's one of those things where it's like this beltway speak that just gets applied to the voting population as if they know what the fuck that means as if anyone can like well the implication is kind of just like you're buying a watch or something it's not like we're paying for the country (laughs) right everything you do (laughs) it's sort of like we don't want the government taking our money uh, because it never comes back to us like it's more just like we don't want to give our money to a government that doesn't help us mm-hmm. but then like the the beltway people sort of interpret or like downing street i guess people interpret that as like oh they don't like tax and spend when it's really like no they just don't like paying to get screwed yeah who's the uh uk beltway people downing street right i mean i guess that's where the yeah or the bb like, BBC, uh, fucking Buckingham, Buckingham, uh, the Winstonshire, Winston, yeah, the uh, I went through so many accents for that. <laughs> you don't know how long I spent l- looking at a corner, being like, "Hello, peasant." 
You should have seen me. <laughs> should have seen me practicing my Jeff Tweedy impression for last episode. Uh, but the other thing too is like they they seem the the underlying point there was like give people what they want, assuming this is what they want. Um, you know, never mind the fact that Clinton did not have anywhere near a majority of the votes because of Perot. Do you think uh, maybe that's kind of why Hillary Clinton was so vetted and focus group oriented was she came up in a time where that was objectively the most successful way to go about politics? Probably, yeah. I mean, she used to focus group where to go on vacation when she was first lady. Um, really? Yeah. Where did she go? Uh, they went well, in a bunch of places. They went to... Um, I think early on in the... She did a Facebook poll. (laughs) Yeah. Where would you... Yeah, she went to Africa at one point, but... uh, Well, several points. But the one that, like, kind of sticks out is when they were, like, like, starting out in the White House and they were still, like, super... I mean, they were always focused on the the polls and stuff, but they went, like, rant to a ranch or something and Bill Clinton was on a horse and it it just didn't look right. Yeah. Like, that was everybody's takeaway. Like, he's not a horse guy. You know, no. I mean, they uh, emasculate him with their <laughs> right. tongs, and then he can't deal with it. Yeah, and then Hitchens sees that and just gets so angered yeah, he, that he feels a need to, he to write, write a, a polemic. Yeah. How many times do you think, like, after that horse image came out, that his staff was like, "Dukakis moment, Dukakis <laughs> moment." Yeah. A tank. Yeah. At least it wasn't a tank horse. Yeah, and he'd all. He was already in the White House at that point. Right. There are a few other characters in the movie that Andy recognized that I'd never heard of before. Alistair is in every scene. Uh, Do you want to talk about him for a bit? Yeah, he's this um, kind of like a drunkard, depressive, who uh, really made a name for himself in the buildup to the Iraq War by uh, lying to the British people over and over again and just being an absolute asshole to everyone. Uh, He's, if you've seen In the Loop or um, uh, The Thick of It, He's uh, the guy Malcolm Tucker's based off of, just the bully piece of shit um, character. And recently he's he's kind of been back in the media just kind of like shitting on Jeremy Corbyn at every possible opportunity. I, I, it's hard to tell. I mean, like obviously Jeremy Corbyn comes from the same like party. And I think it's just because Corbyn is such a rejection of like his legacy but like he's the guy who came up with the um term people's princess that kind of like was just sort of this sleazy way <laughs> of getting like the Blair government at odds with the Brit- with like the royal family in the eyes of the public or just like a way of like capitalizing on princess diana's death for the Blair government so what you're saying is his legacy is being a drunk depressive who uh reshapes the story about princesses and it's just uh, i'm just picturing like this old dodgy codger in the corner is like hey, she's a people's princess i've never to work for this government i mean I'm, I'm sure he did like one or two good things but overall like he's mostly just like you know the asshole like david he's like the the british david from where he like just played up the iraq war thing and is still trying to be respectable now because he didn't directly have a hand in war crimes he was just a promoter of it like sort of like how david from now is like an editor for the atlantic even though he coined the term axis of evil and like really pitched the iraq war like alistair campbell's basically like he's he's a british commentator uh, even though he was that role. 
Did you know the other guy in his posse? Blair had a three three person uh, man man group, real man group going on. No, I, I didn't know who the other guy was at all. The mo- mostly the reason I know who Alistair Campbell was is because I'm such a fan of In the Loop mm-hmm. um, that it's it's just funny that like the villain of that movie is like a real guy. Yeah. In the Loop, good example of a movie that's about something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. A, uh, special relationship. Well, you definitely right. like you. De- that movie is definitely like a clear, or In the Loop is definitely like a clear like counter argument to this movie. It's definitely like based off because like you can In the Loop like a, the, the big parody is just like you know it's like British people who are all starstruck by Americans and just like wandering around mm-hmm. Washington doing oh, whatever yeah. they say. And then in this one, it's clearly like whenever uh, Tony Blair is in Washington, he's just like, "Oh, Mr. President, oh, like he's there's a scene where he's in the White House." and he just looks like this like this embarrassed like teenage boy trying to like ask out bill clinton but really he's just like asking for ground troops in yeah, serbia he's staring he's at his like, list yeah he can't even make eye contact with yeah him. he's just like oh we could i mean we could put ground troops we could have the ground now if you want to talk about sending in ground troops at some future date fine but we keep it between ourselves off the record now on the record Here's what I'm saying, so listen up. NATO won't go for ground troops, and neither will I. That was that was my favorite thing about like the the movie is that like basically like his character his like def- one of his big defining character traits is he's really into ground troops, <laughs> and then at the end they hint like and he went off his his obsession with ground troops led to the Iraq War. <laughs> he's just like in his office playing with like plastic army men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it it does also seems with like in the loop it, how much the Americans use the British uh, diplomats and stuff. And, oh, yeah. and and what's interesting, because the title of the movie, Special Relationship, um, from what I understand, is like a kind of a, you know, foreign policy term that uh, a lot of British people are familiar with. Even they people- kept saying that in the British media, they dubbed his relationship with Bill Clinton a special relationship. The special. But it's, I think it goes back... Further, I think like World War Two, maybe even before World War Two, of like this, just this idea that our, we have common interests. Um, Old Churchill and Roosevelt have a special relationship where they go jogging all day long, <laughs> jogging sun up to sundown. Okay, oh, I also say something for your listeners. Uh, it's okay to be an alcoholic depressive. I'm one of. It's okay to be an alcoholic depressive. I'm one of you. Just don't start an Iraq war. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that goes for you too. You can't. But yeah. what the, what was the, uh, the uh, oh I mean that's something that like most people here don't know what the fuck that means but like apparently in England you say special relationship everybody knows you're talking about you know our equal partner the United <laughs> States <laughs> I guess for them it's like oh yeah the massively rich and powerful country that we have the most access to <laughs> compared to everyone else right. anywhere right the only We're one the- of the couple that doesn't hate us like. <laughs> Um, yeah, and for us, we're like, oh, it's the goofy smart accent <laughs> that we use sometimes to justify our wars. Our ladies love it. <laughs> the Beatles country. <laughs> they're like your, uh, they're Uncle Sam's uncle is what it is. They have the red coats. It, it does make me think, too, though, because for um, a while I've been thinking about how 
Clintonism succeeded because of Clinton. Like a lot of it is based on his person. Like those policies and that that whole brand of politics kind of only succeeds if you have a really charming bullshit salesman. And Bill Clinton really knows how to polish a turd. Um, and that made me think, like, in different context. Um, it reminds me of that scene where it's just Bill Clinton polishing his mm-hmm. poop on <laughs> camera. Just take it, he shits in his hands, and then he slowly polishes it in front of Tony This Blair. is the real scandal, yeah. Everybody talks about Lewinsky. Nobody talks about Bill, Bill Clinton's polished turd collection. It's kind of had. like his Hamlet, uh, O. Yorick speech. Honestly, you know? I found him most relatable during that scene. <laughs> We've like, all I been can, yeah. there. <laughs> it's a good turd, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But if he, but like if it's somebody else who, well, as we saw with you know Gore and Kerry, they they can't. But if it was someone else in that time, like after Reagan coming in, like, do you have to be really charismatic to make the point that like we mostly got it right, um, or do you have to be even more charismatic to say like no, we need a totally different thing? Um, I don't know if I'm making any sense. But like with Blair, does he have the same level of charm? You know, and is that how much of his success is attributable to him and not uh, other events happening in England? He does have the skill of having his uh, face look like he's smiling, but his mouth look like he's sad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I got that backwards. His mouth is smiling, (laughs) but his face is sad. They they have a real clip of him at the end where uh, he's like, full toothy grin all the way back to his ears but his eyes are just like oh no george bush uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. deal with it um yeah i mean part and parcel of being the politician is being able to sell your ideas whether they're shit or not and then if they're bad ideas i mean you gotta really <laughs> you gotta really throw them <laughs> right uh just you know what i thought they should have talked about more in this movie is clinton's moon rock Oh, yeah. <laughs> they bring up. Tony's going to meet Clinton. He's so excited. Cherie Blair is uh, buttoning his tie or whatever, and she's like, make sure you ask him about the moon rock, Tony. And then you get to fucking Clinton, and he's he's just hanging out with the samurai or whatever. It almost never comes up. Yeah, he doesn't ask him about he, the like, He does, like, this flirty uh, queen bee thing when they first meet, where he's like, oh, you think... You think you think you have what it takes to be one of my special buds? And then Tony Blair was like, I, I was hoping so. And then there's a pause, and he's like, oh, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just kind of like, oh, this will be a fun movie. And then uh, it's not really <laughs> after that. I think I think they really missed a good gag because there's a, there's a scene where Cherie is like, um, she's basically kind of chastising. Blair for not uh, taking her as seriously as Bill Clinton took Hillary, mm. where she's like, "Oh, you know, they called them Billary when he was in the uh, governor's mansion." And I, I they could have just had a great gag where uh, he's he finally like is like, "Fine, you know what? I'll pass a law. I'll name it after you, and the people of Britain will all thank me for passing Sharia's law." <laughs> <laughs> Villary too is something I have only heard in an Andy Daly sketch until this movie. <laughs> I thought it was something he made up for a raging person to say. 
it's well, something only 90s Gen Xers will remember. The two for one. Wasn't that the thing? Yeah, it's like yeah. they ran their campaign like, you get two well, for one. Like when he got elected, <laughs> um, and this this is a fun little thing that he said that's especially uh, relevant, was uh, when he first got elected president, they're like, what are your plans? And he said, uh, eight years of Bill, eight years of Hill. And, Whoa. Uh, In like 1992? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then eight years of Charles. The planning goes deep. Chels. Yeah, eight years of Charles. That's what we're going to get. And then um, <laughs> somebody yesterday was doing a joke about uh, Mrs. Obama running. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Michelle no. Obama. That's her name, yeah. How so she doesn't want to. Does she, does she have to? any? Yeah, no, she has d- no political ambitions and hated living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that seems like internet speculation. I don't think that's a real thing. No, yeah, I feel. But if it was, I would be opposed to it because it doesn't seem like her heart's even in it. Really. No, yeah, <laughs> she's like a decent human being. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> she just wants to have fat kids eat salads. That's <laughs> right. so wrong. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want to be like cursed across the nation for doing so. <laughs> uh, Did you see that one viral video that got that teacher fired where he's ta- he's talking to kids about health and he's like, "Fucking Michelle Obama wants you to go and." Go and get out there and play in the mud, the fucking pig. And then all the kids laugh, and he's like, there she is, you little pig. And then he got fired. Wow. Some kid was taping it. He was saying they shouldn't. (laughs) Real bummer, that part. (laughs) He was saying they shouldn't play in the mud. The kids shouldn't play in the mud. I don't know what his angle was. It was just like, don't tell me not to eat candy. When you love candy enough, you're willing to go down. I think his angle was like, they don't let me say the N-word anymore. So. Yeah, well, he also called her like a gorilla or something, uh, too. He went like... Well, then that was definitely his Yeah, angle. I really buried Classic. the lead there. Oh, so it well. wasn't the mod comment. <laughs> he did call her a pig, too. I remember that. That's mean. No. Yeah, is that... Is, I she's mean, like what's... not... I would like rather a fit, be a... attractive person. <laughs> Right, and I like I would rather be a gorilla than a pig. So it's yeah. Weird well, that that's pigs are very kind and smart. Yeah, but they're not big and they can't rip someone's head off. Hogs can be pretty big. Well, a human, like, a gorilla less, can rip a human's head off. Yeah, they have less violent tendencies than gorillas. And gorillas are nice. Gorillas are actually one of the nicer apes. True. Uh, like some of the we, little we, ones. We are, are now discussing. Just tear your eyes out. Was there yeah. a famous one recently that tried to save a child? Oh, oh. Was, that, um, was that in the news? That's the you're thinking of Haribo tongue. gummy bears. Haribo oh. gummy bears. They uh, they save children every day by liberating them with their amazing flavor blasts. Shot them right in the taste buds. Uh-huh. Is this like a clown? I read something about a clown on the internet, like a clown in the woods. Is that what you're talking about? Um, yeah, sure. Hmm. Well, get on that, Left Chess fans. Get out there. Uh-huh. Find out who this gorilla is. Uh, get the name out. Send it back to us over here, the real left chest at gmail.com. Uh, back to the film. Moonrock covered that. Clinton hair, Clinton suit covered that. Uh, when he's pitching, when Tony Blair, I mean, we all know he's the he of the movie. He's the hero. Uh, but when he wants the big climax of the film is Tony Blair wants to get boots on the ground in Bosnia. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Bill Clinton thinks that's a bad idea because he doesn't want to have a war on his hands. You guys were talking about this last night during the... There were some other previous bungles or something? So, uh, yeah, I mean, Mogadishu with uh, the Black Hawk Down situation. Like, he... that's Which I thought was a fictional thing. Really? Yeah. No, it was well, I haven't seen the movie. It was one of my favorite movies. As a, I had the, the computer game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as good rewatch value, unfortunately. But um, Black Hawk Down. I haven't played the game, and uh, I should. You you should. I should make some time. Uh (laughs) This is important. Reconnect as adults. Here's what I remember from the the. You could have fooled me, honestly. But uh, I'm not adept with computers. But what I remember. We told Anders we got on the Black Hawk Down video game, but it's just a cardboard box we put him in, and be like, "You're there. You're Will Smith. You're." They, yeah, they put an actual hawk in a box with me, and it, like <laughs> Minnesota's me. Yeah, <laughs> right of the Valkyries. <laughs> what I do remember from the computer game: every time you killed a uh, one of Muhammad Farah Adid's cronies, the character in the video game would say, "Scratch one bad guy." <laughs> but the, anyway, that was '93. Then after that, uh, in '94, those were the Ron- the Rwanda thing, and he didn't want to go in because of what had happened a year earlier in Somalia. So he, it, oh Rwanda, I thought you said the Rwanda thing, and I was like, this is a good Iran, yeah, for a help me Rwanda joke. <laughs> um, Iran, Iran, um, which was around the same time he also uh, invaded Iran. This a lot of people don't know that about Bill Clinton. Confusing for me people think I was like, it was is... just Bush and Iraq. Bill Clinton had a fucking war in Iran. People forget about. It. No, he didn't. Um, he was not a wartime. That's the thing. Is like, yes, did he not want to be the one sending troops in? Like he didn't want to be a war president. But that doesn't mean that he's a like has a human rights as like a value at Clean all because he's and and the thing too is we live in this fun postmodern era where you can uh technically not be a war president and still uh, yeah. wipe out a village and no one knows right and that was very much the case under him and it and like i i feel like bush kind of set things off course for a little bit and now we're like slowly getting back to like where we're going with warfare and clinton was like he yeah he bombed the shit out of iraq he didn't invade them but he bombed them a bunch of times. He had sanctions that were, you know. He didn't. He did. Men- Dennis Quaid brings up sanctions a few times. It's just like, well, yeah, well, well, here that's with their the solution. Full, the full stick. Well, they, yeah, they, yeah, want, like, they want to do that to Milosevic. They're like, get the sanctions in there. Like, yeah, he's, he starved like children in Iraq. Yeah. Like there was an infant death rate equivalent, or like child death rate equivalent to like half a million from like Clinton's sanctions. And, like, people from the U.N. literally resigned saying, like, I'm not going to be complicit in genocide. Damn. That's the thing about economic sanctions is everyone is so on board for them immediately. Anytime you bring them up, they're like, oh, yeah, good good way around the violence. But it's just this quiet, brutal violence that people have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially if it's a country... Um, and again, not supporting this country, but like North Korea is blockaded by like the entire world, and that's a lot of why they're cr- crumbling in famine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause I, I don't think people like think about what it really means. I don't. Not that I really understand how sanctions work either, but it just sounds like yeah, we uh, economic boom. Yeah, get them. 
we don't want to. We're wallets. not going to kill anybody, but like mo- like money, we do a thing with money, and that'll stop the bad guy. Yeah, uh, and uh, Tony Blair doesn't take this for a second in Bosnia. Uh, not good enough. Why yeah. is he so motivated again? He just like he knows there's uh, human rights violations and wants to stop them, even though it has nothing to do with him. Or is it something about the European Union? Or well, it's closer to him uh as it's physically closer yeah so true. he has his european counterparts that clinton doesn't have right for, j-sweet european right which he really dips out of for most of the movie yeah yeah he kind of gives them a, a little bloke he blows them a kiss and then uh, goes across the atlantic in at the beginning but oh and um, the french the pr- french prime minister uh uh when bill clinton is infidelious and it's the hardest times anybody in any country has ever faced. Much harder than the Northern Ireland conflict. Uh, the the uh, French Prime Minister go, uh, is like talking to Tony Blair and he's like, hey, uh, so we are all talking. Uh, how many centimeters is five and a half inches? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, and he high fives everyone. Uh, and it's just like you have no class, sir. And Tony Blair sits down, uh, you know, which is just the lowest of the low. Much worse than uh, the bombing campaign or whatever. Oh yeah. And, and he- again, the movie really simplifies the conflict to the point where I still don't really understand what happens in it. They just well, frame it as like Tony Blair got involved and he kicked ass. It was him. Game over. I feel like Tony Blair really wanted to make his point. It was like, how many centimeters is five and a half inches? I'll just say the back of my throat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Blair burn. Blair uh, burn. Play the Blair burn noise. We're gonna Guys, later I'm going to yeah. make a Blair burn noise. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be harder because I've already used all of Kevin Froelich's songs. Shout out to Kevin Froelich, who I never... Thanked on air. Man, that's a great theme song. Uh, Blair Horn, Air Horn, Andy, you're hired. <laughs> uh, the official sound effects coordinator of Left Jack. <laughs> uh, you have a clip up there? Well, it's it's. I was going to find the point when, in the actual press conference when he gives his speech, but this is a big part in the movie where um, they have the press conference and Bill, after... You know, I think is this he's admitted to some people that he's lied, or yeah, okay. So Bill Clinton again, enduring hardships no man should ever have to face, um, <laughs> is uh, visiting the UK as part of an international I'm sorry tour, and uh, <laughs> uh, Tony Blair's there, and uh, they're all hammering him with questions of like, do you support this man for his anti-Christian moves and? Now, uh, will this shake your relationship with your special friend? And then uh, Tony Blair does like a passage from the Bible or something. He he relates like it's uh, it's basically like this. Uh, oh, I remember what it is now. Yeah, this anecdote about Winston Churchill and like how like you know under under siege in the uh, under siege like London was in the Battle of Britain. And oh, do you want to just like play it? Hopkins said to Churchill, I suppose you wish to know what I'll be saying to President Roosevelt on my return. Well, he said he would be quoting uh, from a passage from the Bible. Whither thou goest, 
I will go. Whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God, even to the end. You just asked uh, whether my support, my friendship, is a politically risky strategy. I've worked with President Clinton for some nine months. I have found him throughout someone I could trust, someone I could rely upon, someone I am proud to call not just a colleague, but a friend. And I happen to think that if you look at the American economy, uh, if you look at the respect with which America is held right around the world today, it's a pretty impressive record for anyone. That's, it's like he is taking, like, you know, this uh, Britain's, like, finest hour and being like, an America helped us out. And that's why, you know, this blowjob thing is really, it's cool. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not funny. only cool, it's part of our friendship. <laughs> and then everyone, like, stands and claps. Yeah. It's the, a real Tony Blair experience, this film. I love it. Like, right before it, though, they ask, uh, I think Wolf Blitzer asked Bill Clinton a question. And he's like, "What would, if you could say anything to Monica Lewinsky, Monica Lewinsky right now, what would you say? And uh, <laughs> keep in mind, this is supposed to be about, you know, the future of the world and, like, where the economy is going to be going. Uh Everyone got obsessed with like Ken Bone. It's like you know we have a full time Ken Bone and he's Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> <laughs> but his but Bill Clinton's response, he, he just says, he just like looks at Wolf Blitzer for a moment, then nods and he's just like, no, that's good. No, <laughs> that's not a real thing. Yeah, he does Anders. it. He does it. He ben. says, now that's no, good. No, that's good. Like, that's a good question. You oh, know? But I thought you meant in reference to him. He, I mean, maybe. Stuff. I mean, maybe that's what he's he would a, say. He's like, a clever guy. I bet, like, he was playing both sides of He that. could. Yeah, yeah it's, he's up to your interpretation. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I mean, we all know what he said when he was <laughs> in the act. Do you guys know? Did you guys know this? Did you read the Star Report about what he said with the cigar thing? Oh, no. no. Oh, what, what did he say? What did he say? Uh, you know about what he did with the cigar. I don't want to get too graphic, but uh, I don't. He okay. He may have inserted. This all happened when we were like five years old. Yeah, I read about. I had, I checked out the Star Report from the library and looked into it. <laughs> all and, every listener of this podcast should. Yeah, you, it's important material. There, salacious. Yeah, because um, that's what I got in lieu of sex education was reading about what the president was doing. Uh, but they, there's a, he sticks the cigar, the, not the lit end, obviously, okay. and part of Monica. Wait, was and it lit? I think it was on the other end, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he takes a puff and he goes, Ty's good. <laughs> oh, oh my God. That's on oh, the legal no. documentary record. That's like, that's like, how would they know that he said that? How would they know that? They interrogated the shit out of Monica, dude. They like got her to. F- so it was like her guts. pussy was smoking the cigar. Yeah, is that the yeah. indication? It's fucked up, right? That's, That's kind what, of funny. Bill Clinton's a funny guy. I would like. Well, I would <laughs> like to see a nicotine tingle down there. Yeah, yeah. In yeah, his yeah. voice, huh? No, Nicot- no, in in her pussy. Oh, 
I, I, yeah, what I was, I, think, I like, can't you, even fathom what that it's feels like. It's like the kind of thing where, like, if you put alcohol up your asshole, you get drunk really fast. If you smoke a cigar with your pussy, you, just, <laughs> you get a classy pussy. You never smoked, you never smoked like a cigarillo in your, in your urethra. It's like after sex, a pussy having a cigarette. <laughs> uh, filthy. I am so sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this. Yeah, only um, only uh, Jamie's mom misses J Town. What's that? Oh, our our um. Oh, uh, Jorftown, Jorftown. Excuse me, Jorftown, Jorfburg, Jorftown. Which can, who who can comment at any time on the Capist chat? Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you so, think I'm about so cigar pussy? <laughs> so the, I mean, this is. Like late nineties, right? He got the Lewinsky scandal in ninety eight. He's pretty much out of there after that, uh, and Bla- they got the five year terms in England. So he's Blair's there till oh one. Yeah, right? and he, the end of the movie is wait, him no, meeting Bush. No, Blair Blair was there for a while though. Right? No, yeah, but he was. Re- you're right. He was reelected. And what year? Yeah. It was a two thousand two thousand one. I must. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he. He's leaving. Bill Clinton's about to leave. They got Bush coming in, Is and they're a- having a late night snack, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember this scene? Oh yeah, he, uh, Tony and Clinton are having a late night snack. Mm-hmm. And um, which, by the way, wouldn't it be weird to hang out with Bill Clinton in the White House after you just heard about how he's had sex on all of these surface areas? And I just, mean, that's like, a rule for like anyone who comes over my house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, but it was. Yeah. It's not like CNN was there. talking <laughs> about where you were doing uh, private, intimate things. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that must be weird. Yeah, um, none of my sex is ever as clever as like letting anyone <laughs> smoke a cigar at it. <laughs> There's never any like inanimate objects involved. He, well, he's now, now I'm gonna. Like, I think I'm gonna come up to the like fridge to get like a beer and I'm gonna hear from your room like some Bill Clinton line that's good <laughs> Ty's good Ty's good oh gross I mean he he was so charming that I feel like at some point he's just like seeing what he can get at what he can convince people to do oh yeah that was his, you know what I mean when people interviewed him when my life came out they're like so what? why'd you do that and he was like cause I could cause I could yeah, because I could. I mean, he, it follows very clearly with how he acts with the rest of his life. I yeah. mean, even yeah. for the portrayal in the film where he's like, I'm the ruler of the motherfucking world. There's uh, comical cartoon characters behind me all the time. I tell Tony Blair to go fuck himself, and he loves me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm having sex in the Oval Office. There's no rules. Well, he, that's. I think he... Uh, my theory is, and I have to look up the Arkansas's proximity to the bayou and bayou type areas, but I th- I feel like he, as a little boy, was like venturing through the bayou and got like a hold of some like mixed stick Cajun like fucking witch doctor who I have like no idea where this is going. I'm who curious. gave him the the ability of uh superhuman charm? Yeah, and guy, so he yeah. can like hypnotize people. Have you heard John Mulaney's special about Bill Clinton? The last special is like maybe a full 20 minutes on Bill Clinton and how his mom knows Bill Clinton and everyone at the college they both went to like was actively either being fucked or like wanted to be fucked by Bill Clinton because he's a human uh, 
aphrodisiac. Yeah. <laughs> just even now through the radio waves, we can feel our loins stirring just yeah. talking about it. Well, I told you like the one time uh, I saw him in person. I, I was outside like the university bookstore just to like, oh, there's a president here signing his book. I don't want to get it. I don't want to buy the book, but I want to see the president. So I saw him like and walk in front of me, like or not in front of me, but like, you know, from a distance, walk through the bookstore and just like the pure confidence of like just the way he just like with the glasses kind of low and just like a half grin on his face. It's like, oh, this guy just kind of strolls through life like <laughs> everywhere he goes. But at the same time, in the highest positions of power <laughs> yeah. that you and I will never see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well. Fuck him. But he goes out with, um, he's like kind of a warning-ish type of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like that, that George Bush is going to get you into an Iraq war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, well, yeah, his thing, his whole thing was like. He's going to stick you between a rock. And a hard place. <laughs> End of film. <laughs> the hard place is Afghanistan, but people aren't going to be mad at you for that one. <laughs> but it's like, and then it's like, we don't mention that also, like, Bill's wife is going to vote for that war and be blamed for it almost right. as much. Yeah, as Tony I mean, Blair. Well, that, that whole the thing. It's about Tony Blair. It's not about Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's just a sex object who's in the movie. Oh, yeah, but he's so, it's totally like Bill Clinton's this wise guy who's like warning Tony Blair about like, you know, the neocon trick. But it's like, no, he's, he's still like Bill Clinton's still pretty involved in that. Right. Like, he's not that sage because he gets just as tricked as everyone else. See, I feel like the screenwriter of this movie, which would be Peter Morgan... Good, put uh, a name on it. He just took, like, a high school, you know, like, 10 Things I Hate... Well, no, not that. Like, some high school romance movie, romantic comedy, and just, like, changed the character's name and put it in a different... And, like, took the same, like, plot points and everything. And it's just pretty much cool intentions. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Clinton is, like, the hot girl, um, and Tony Blair's a nerd, but... Uh, it, I mean that that ending scene is one of those things. It's like you we know that didn't happen. Like there, <laughs> that definitely was not some point where Bill Clinton was like, "Watch out for Iraq wars." Out yeah, there. <laughs> <laughs> like what he and he want say, a beer, <laughs> right? Well, that that's the thing he says at the end, as if uh, he's like trying to make Tony Blair feel bad for not being a progressive, you know. Right, like right. you, you are right. Unlike Bill Clinton, right, who is rolling right even in this <laughs> fictional fairy tale movie. <laughs> even the most good guy caricature of him cannot stop bombing people. <laughs> he says, "What? Yeah, I mean, he says like, I'm gonna sleep in on tomorrow. I need the rest." <laughs> I need that sleep. It's foreshadowing for when he dies. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I would not recommend seeing this movie, but it wasn't so bad you don't have to see it. Like, if you want to, like, get fucked up, it might not be so bad, but, like, you don't don't make time for it. Yeah. If you are writing some sort of uh, thesis paper about Atlanticism, which is a term... That apparently, I just am learning about this. This is what this picture on the Wikipedia page. 
that uh, really sums up this movie. It will be the picture for the iTunes. Yeah, we'll they are. Sure. They look like they're gonna make out, and there's this weird. I I think that's the French guy who's just in the background, just kind of watching them in adoration. Um, you know, I like to watch the Weather Channel for the Atlanticism. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Atlanticism is a. Uh, what this movie is about really at the end of the day we have a special relationship and your north american european integration not necessarily a bad thing but we've seen through the lens of uh, the neoliberal capital flowing uh that the trans that the atlanticism is used for evil and we could be using the uh the invisible border across the atlantic for good and hopefully that will come one day in the near future what say you? Corbin 2017 or 18, whenever they hold those elections. Corbin, all right. No, We're going to see... The, wh- are are they going to make... national left just fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I wonder. Will there be a follow-up called, like, um, the not-so-special relationship, like the like broing, like Sanders and Corbin broing out? Oh, uh, yeah. Like... <laughs> Rolling dubers. Yeah. Get mud wrestling. Yeah, they just, like, never get elected to anything. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> yeah, fucking... just, like, Trump and Corbin, and Corbin just kind of, like, punches them. <laughs> <laughs> Push them downstairs. <laughs> we'll be on the lookout for that. Uh, but until then, thank you for tuning in to Left Jest. Uh, we'll be back next week. And stay frosty. Airborne.